Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, a podcast on the FX television series Fargo, where me, where me, where me, where I, us, who, we, no, they, I'm Bill. I'm here with Sharpie. What up, Sharpie? I'm Sharpie. Yeah. I can help. I can help. Okay. (laughs) We're into the hot dish. The quickie takes. Let's Mm. go. One thing that's important, and I I may mention this next episode two matt i just called you by your birth name i'm so sorry <gasps> keeping it in there i want now you the to internet know knows the internet knows i watched home alone on hmm. saturday for the first time since it came out in 1990 when i was uh a seventh grader i think <laughs> that is the first time end to end i have watched home alone and i i i, I feel like i know you a little more I feel like I know the wet bandits because better. I was a latchkey kid. Yeah, a little bit, but I mm. also so now and I'm because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make time this season to go back. Still, never seen the Nightmare Before Christmas. So sorry and sorry if we screwed up a few names here and there. We're we're doofuses. We we don't mean what we say. We say what we mean. We are idiots. But you uh, and a good example of this is that you spent time to watch Home Alone. Great movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't believe fun. you haven't watched it. And you didn't watch Nightmare Before Christmas. When yep. that's basically your job, part of your job that pays you no money. This is this is one of my favorite hobbies that you and I have together. I appreciate you, and I appreciate the listeners. It's our only hobby together, Bill. No, we we <laughs> you and I have a very strong uh a uh, uh, text group chat with another very dear friend of ours for the last X years, where we just it's all geek talk, hardcore. Geek talk. Well, not real geek talk. Not like Android geek talk. Sorry. Hashtag Ew. don't at me. Gross. Grew <laughs> blue bubbles. Um, tell me something about season five, episode five, which did I get the title right? Is it The Tiger? Yeah. Chapter five, The Tiger. Le Tigre. The, the Tiger is the official, um, the official title and glad to see some narration come into effect on this one, which is pretty mm. fun. Yeah. Sounded a lot like Jason Schwartzman, although I didn't see him in the credits, so we'll have to confirm that on the next episode. I but didn't what are your thoughts? I had a similar moment and I thought, boy, that sounds familiar, and I concur. I concur Jason with your Jason. Who, uh was cast in the last season of Fargo. Was he Fada? Hello, Mutta? Had a Fada? What what was the character? God, you'd be amazed how much you can forget over the course of 10 years of doing a show. (laughs) Um, We rely on you, the true fans, to tell us that we're idiots or that we've forgotten things or that we haven't gone back. But right? Was it Joseph Fada? No. What was his real name? Seriously. We got to at least get this right. You look it up. I'll talk. Ah, Fudge. Do it. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So... Pretty interesting episode. We're, we're Samsonite. We, I was way off. Oh, way off. Yeah. So very fun episode tonight. We see the tiger getting cornered. The tiger being Dot in multiple mm-hmm. in multiple ways. She's trying to evade many a different parties. Uh, if I said that right, um, she's trying to evade Lorraine's henchmen. She's trying to re- uh, evade Roy's henchmen and Roy himself and Gator and all of these. Uh, Basically, traps she's setting, um, mm-hmm. which is very fun. We're seeing the uh, the guy who's just demanding his enema finally, you know, get his 
payday, you might say, which is great. I mean, <laughs> uh, so that character, we've been wondering, what is with this guy who's just demanding this enema, demanding, 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 and um, finally, Dot puts him in his place, shuts him up, and um, dupes Roy's henchmen by tricking them into thinking he's Wayne Lyon. So they take him out of the Walter Mondale Hospital. Uh, so that mm-hmm. is pretty fun and awesome. Spoiler alert, obviously. Uh, don't listen to this show if you're if you don't want spoilers. Um, we learn of some new ventures uh, from Lorraine. So we've got some new characters. So some uh, small time bankers that she's looking to buy them out because the, of course they are um, seemingly in debt or you know can't stay above water. And she sees easy pickings on this bank, and she wants to get yeah. into the uh, credit business, the lender business, because you know people just aren't happy with the the repo man. The repo man doesn't really like. You know, uh, it, it just doesn't have the same sort of chutzpah as a lender or a creditor. So she's looking no. to get into banking, and this is a good place for her to start. So that was pretty fun watching her put these two like small-time bankers in their place, these two old <laughs> white men who, uh, you know, stick to their burger and fries. Um, I really enjoyed that scene because... Uh, you know, as as you know, Lorraine's kind of depicted as this villain, but I don't know if she really is. She's kind of a hard ass. She's kind of um, you know, a little bit of a stereotypical like evil mother in law type character. But yeah, uh, she's she's definitely protective of Dot. She's protecting Dot, and she's protecting Wayne. And maybe she doesn't really love dot but she respects that dot's wayne's wife and and wayne is her uh son and she she's protecting her family so that's interesting to see in almost everything she says i actually agree with Uh, this goes back a couple episodes and i i've i loved her chatter with these two old crusty white bankers. I also loved her little talk with Roy Tillman when Roy comes over to her house and demands to, you know, give up the ghost on Nadine and a little tea time with Roy. Yeah, a little, not not T E A time, not uh, Indira's husband T E E time. Mm-hmm. So that's later. That's later. Um, she really took Roy to town, uh, which I thought was amazing. You want freedom with no responsibility, she tells Roy, the libertarian, which is exactly what I would say or or would want to say to a guy like that. Um, so big, big episode for Lorraine, in my opinion, more and more, um, just really cool action and evasiveness from dot showing her skills in that regard. Yeah. Uh, I think that's mostly the theme this episode. I mean, obviously in the, in the deep dive, we'll get into uh, some of the thicker yeah. stuff. Um, we do learn a couple of other things that uh, deputy Olmstead is 192 K in debt. Um, Lorraine talks to her about that. Really not that much. If you're including the mortgage, I mean, come on. Um, yeah. Lorraine kind of talking to, uh, trying to, trying to put the pressure on Deputy Olmsted. Yeah, but how dirty, how dirty though, for real, how dirty though that she's taking what is sort of private information in a completely different situation and then, mm. and then playing it against her. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's really not fair play. It's, 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 there's like a little bit of a lack of scruples going on. And I, I get what you're saying about Lorraine in general, but 
I still think that she's she's wearing a different set of clothes, and I think that her. I think you're right. There there are times in this season so far where even the worst we find pieces of ourselves or pieces that we identify with or agree with. And I think maybe sure. that's part of what's going on. Like, right? Like in the worst, some worst people in the world, like Jesus, every once in a while, Joe Rogan drops a nugget for me, but I ain't going to, sorry, peeps. So, uh, there you go. I'm yeah, not a Joe sure. Rogan. I don't just, I don't have a podcast against Joe Rogan. I just don't listen to the show. Um, well, Joe Rogan's a grifter. I mean, uh, I just got to drink that. I need that alkali water, brah. Um, but I think yeah, you're. It's interesting that you're what you're saying about the the visiting about her debts and visiting it upon her. But at the same time, right, having her own. Yeah, and in this, when she's when she's really trying to intimidate Olmstead, um, she doesn't really where, bite, does she? And she's wrong. I mean, she is lying. She's like trying to intimidate. And this is what this is what debtors do. They they say, you know mm. what, uh, you're so far in debt, and um, you know that's going to pass on to your loved ones, and then they're going to be in debt when you die. Not true. That is not true. Um, and a lot of people are intimidated by that, and they and they let themselves be intimidated by these these types of companies. And mm-hmm. uh, if somebody with debt dies, like. You don't, that's not on you. Not always. No, there it's, it's, it is complicated, but generally speaking, it's not. I, I thought for a minute though, what you're talking about, I thought it was an interesting concept of that. I thought it was a con, I thought it was an inverse value of the idea of, as we know, generational wealth works well and has worked horribly in our, 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 our world of how to, how do people stay impoverished for so long, right? I thought this was just an inverse statement about whether it's completely true or not about just saying that like things like this continue to follow you. And even if it is not truly following you as a paper trail, you're like, you're the debtor's kid. You're the poor person and you're just continually Mm -hmm. this. But what I love about it, especially with what you have brought up here that I can't wait to dig deeper into is this early look for Lorraine as as puzzled as we are about her and the facade she's putting on with her her mid-atlantic tone and a few things but you know she talks down about poor people an episode ago in a way of like they don't know what they want but she gives a real hot take on that's true of like they don't want to be this but I provide this service then and you inversely look not inversely but you just look at another situation where it's like poor business quote unquote poor business I'm using air quotes that she'll happily buy up. She won't look down on them. She looks at it as a business opportunity and wants to help them out so that she can change her status. Right. Mm. You know, like, like so when it's, it's the, it's the look at when in our current economic culture, uh, businesses can file for bankruptcy without the, 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 the smear of and stink of fucking up on you. And they just get to file bankruptcy or get bought out or move on. Whereas, Regular folk, they they gotta like. According to Lorraine, they gotta deal with it. It just like it drags and hangs around them like dead weight, and they don't get to learn from it. But yeah, you you are right. They're like factually, depending on certain things, when people pass on or something bad happens, they don't follow it. Now there are some debts that do get assumed by estates. Estates. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just imagining. I'm saying estates because people are going to die on this show. Not enough people have died so far, with the exception of some very unfortunate uh, people. In you know, just, you just the gas and go. Don't go there. Don't get beef jerky. You're going to die. Mm. But anyway, nope. yeah, you're you're right though. You're right. It's it's 
it's a manipulation game from Lorraine, and but she's also saying things that you're like, dang it, hate. Don't you hate that when somebody you're supposed to not like says something? You're like, God, I f- totally. Stop it. And yeah, I think this was a big episode for Lorraine. I think this was more of a Lorraine episode than anyone else, even though it's called the Tiger. Well, I think, or maybe she's the tiger. Do, mm-hmm. Well, no, no. What I was going to say is, we I've talked about the tiger. We've talked about the tiger. Why does it have to be just about Dorothy? Sure. Why can't Lorraine be a tiger? Why can't mm-hmm. Indira be a tiger? Why can't all of these? Right. We, we got That's to see true. three three very distinct stories from three women in this episode. Correct. Hmm. They all get to be their own version of a tiger, or whatever that mm-hmm. means to the story. Because we saw a fair amount about her, and Dor- so we saw Dorothy, we saw Indira, we saw Lorraine. Can we? Can I just really quickly throw out my like throwaway line though of the show was still John Hamm. Congrats on your uh, Golden Globe nomination, John Hamm, Juno Temple, and all the people behind uh, Fargo. Uh, he's a muffin. You've got a boy's name. That's true. He did say that. Roy is a fucking dick, but it's still kind of Roy funny in a way. He's a mu- I just like the he's a muffin part. What was the word you liked in the last show? A ch- a- <sighs> we forgot. Forgot. T- Don't spring that on me. Oh, I'm so sorry. You brought up the word that I didn't hear, and then when I rewatched, I could not hear it Clumsical? anyway. Clumsical. Thank you. That was it. See, you knew it. All right. Speaking of clumsical, we also get just a solid, like, literally putting, putting Gator in the back seat from the front seat. Right? Mm. Stay in the That's car. Right. Don't. Fuck this up. He doesn't even get to hear the words. There's no, they don't even give us a secondary, like, hear what Roy says on the phone. All you got to, you, they invite us as the listener, watcher, to just be as out of touch as Gator in that tiny Mm. scene in the vehicle. Which, by the way, solid rolling Chevy Silverado shit going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Gator's 0 for 3. And uh, so, best he can do now is a bogey. And he's out. <sighs> nice tie together. Mm. That's great. Well, we're we're a certain amount of minutes here. We we we've gotten a bunch of great grab mail bag stuff, and boy, we've I will say this season, Sharpie, we've gotten more email in the first four episodes than we've had in a while. Keep uh, it coming. Keep it coming. Podcast at Fargo Talks Fargo. We appreciate you. I do my best. I reply. I do forward them to Sharpie. Uh, We have just different job setups and we're in different time zones, but keep them coming. We'll do our best. If we don't reply, please hang tight. I will try to get one of us to get back to you, Um, but we're digging it. Is there anyone? I know I've forwarded you a few, but you're still a few behind. Any any hot takes from the grab bag you want to cover or special shout outs you got? Well, I want to give a shout out to Deb M., Okay. Because yeah. she wrote us a very long email, which is a fantastic. We're not going to cover it all in this episode, but yeah, uh, still yeah, a lot of good stuff. Thank you, Deb, for sending that in. And we'll brush on some of that stuff in the next episode. Uh, but really good takes in there and really appreciate the time that um, they put into this email. Lots to dive in there. So we're going to do that. We'll discuss that in the next episode. Yeah, definitely. Deb, though, definitely not a fan of cream and mushroom soup. No, that's too bad. Cream mushroom mm-hmm. soup is great. I, well, I, yeah, you haven't seen my reply to her yet, but uh, I told her, I said, I'm not a mushroom fan either. I, I also hate pickles. Like we said, he's a doofus. I don't know, Sharpie. I feel like there's so many little things we could go into here, but it's just, 
It was meaty, right? No, no, um, no mysticism, no religious people, just solid. No Ula. Very, very, very lady led episode in, in a very interesting way. Uh, Dot leaning on Indira for what she needs uh, to help make things happen. Um, loved it. I, I, I really, I'm, 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 I'm heavily into this. I can't wait to talk more about it. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. record tomorrow night. So apologize for the late release last week, but we, yeah, we get really busy. All right. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate you. Uh, season five, episode five, the tiger. Come on back in a day and we'll give you the, the, the real, we'll give you the big scoop. Bye now.